there's life coming back into the, into the world. There's people that are breaking out of that box of fear and saying God's bigger than COVID. And uh, we're believing God for great things. I'm believing uh, God for amazing things, uh, miracles, and, and just his, uh, his spirit moving in this place. I wanted to show you this. If you're a guest today, fill out that connection card. Go to the guest kiosk. They're going to give you a free T-shirt. No strings. We're not going to hassle you. We're not going to come to your house. We're not going to call you. Not doing any of that. We just are glad you're here. The shirt says the same thing this shirt does. But we had some folks that were like, hey, you know, because it's colder, we need some long sleeve shirts. These are Live Life on Purpose. That's kind of our tagline. Uh, we believe God created you on, you know, on purpose for a purpose. These, though, are not free. Um, because they're just three-quarter length. Um, and so anyway, if you're interested in one of those shirts, you can see me. Those are $20. The other shirts, if you're a guest here, you know, we just we want you to have that. That's a gift uh, from us to you, and we're just glad that you are with us. Are you in a good mood today? Amen. Well, good, good. Um, I, I want to talk to us today because of the times we're living in, how many knows that this is one of those things that is, you know, it's unprecedented. We've, as a... As a nation we're walking through something we've never had to walk through before that we're doing it together today all across america there's things that you know you see whether news or whatever and you're experiencing some of that in what would seem like in small marion ohio but there's something that's greater than that and i want to talk to you this morning about the name of jesus i want to talk to you about what uh, we can what we actually have in that name. But before we get into that, let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for watching. And, uh, you know, you come to service, and we'll make sure that you get a T-shirt as well. Hopefully you come more for than just a T-shirt. But we're, we're so glad that you're joining with us today. Um, names are important. When we, Kim and I were naming our children, you know, we... We, we picked out the names. We didn't just, you know, just like out of the blue, you just say, you know, you shall be called and just, you know, whatever we saw, we didn't do that. There's jokes about those kind of things. We didn't do that. We, we made it sure that we knew what we were doing. Our first son was named Joshua, and, and he was a, a stillborn, and, but we named him, and you know, you know Joshua in the Bible. We, we love that name, and so that's what we, we named him. So after that... Um, that was a tough time for us to go through. That was no fun. Um, but we, we maintained, believed God, and our next child was Mallory, who John mentioned, who is our worship leader. And, and she was just different all the way around. Number one, she was a girl. She wasn't a boy. But we named her specifically. Yes, we did watch Family Ties, and yes, we did like the name Mallory, but we picked the name because it also meant... Uh, army counselor to have on armor and so we said that's our Mallory so we picked that then we had another son because I told the Lord I said give me another son and I will in front of everybody in the hospital I don't care who's watching I will get on my knees throw my arms up in the air and praise you so when Zach was born we didn't know if it was a boy or girl they wanted to tell us and we said no we we just want, we were believing God, whatever, I don't care. I just, you know, it's going to be your child. But it was a boy. And I, and I remember the nurse saying, God has been here. I remember her saying that. And I got down on my knees. And matter of fact, we have it on film somewhere because the one nurse took my camera. That was the day when you had the, you know, the cameras that you put up on your shoulder. And you're like, roll them. Uh, you know, you didn't have all that we have now. But I just said, thank you, God. So we named him Zachary. 
And we named him on purpose because it stands for the Lord has remembered. And so that was important to Kim and I. Then we had another son, and his name was Samuel. And stands for God has heard. And then we had Maddie, Madeline, named after my mother, Madeline. Uh, but this name means elegant, great, or magnificent. I'm telling you, Maddie will run a company someday. That girl's got more, more will. She was more strong-willed than all the kids put together. Whew. Thank you. But we named our children on, on purpose. Remember that we've talked about this. Life is in your words. Every time we said their name, we are declaring what we meant and what, what those words meant and what their name meant. We were putting in force what it stood for. When I would, when I would say, Zachary, because I would know in my spirit, Lord, you heard my prayer. The Lord has heard. And Mallory, she was the, she was, she's always been like an armor bearer. One, one time Zach got hurt. He climbed, uh, there was a youth event. I won't go into all the details, but um, it wasn't looked after right. The place that they were at, they didn't take precautions and safety measures. Zach was on a 20-foot or 25-foot rock wall. They didn't show them securely how to tie themselves off. He fell, and he hit all the way down, broke his femur bone in his leg and his arm, and, and just hit his face all the way down, and it was a mess. We got a call. We were, we were heading to the hospital. I found out really about how fast our car could go on 70, <laughs> and we were praying. Mama was praying in tongues, and so was Dad. We were declaring life, and, and we got there. And uh, Anyway, what had happened is, you know, as Zach was, was laying there, he was conscious, and he looked, he didn't, you know, he had friends that were there, but he saw Mal. And Mal went right down to him and just began, come on now, she began to speak life to him. She began to, to tell him, Zach, it's going to be all right. And she began to, to rebuke and to bind and to start claiming healing. She started that whole process. I'm telling you this morning that life is in your mouth and the life that you have is given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's in your words. You put it in force. How many knows the enemy's already defeated? Here's the deal, though. You have to enforce the victory. He's already lost. He knows he's lost. It's already written. That's why Jesus can say it is written, not it will be written. It is written. It's done. But you and me, our children of the king, we have to enforce the law. Just like the police enforce law here. You have to enforce the kingdom law. You have to enforce what God has given you rights to do. Did you know that in the name of Jesus, you have so much power that is given by God? I'm going to give you four times this morning that we can use that wonderful name. And it's a force so huge that it wins over, listen to this, any problem... Any problem, any trial, any situation, there is nothing that God cannot take care of. Demons flee from it. Disease can't remain to face it. Lack and fear fall apart around it. Every darkness is instantly shattered by it. Death itself cannot deal with it. It is the name of Jesus. It is the name above all names, the power and authority in that name. It belongs to you and me as born-again believers. 
And God expects us to use it. Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. All means all. You can look that up if you have a concordance. or It means all. He has the authority, and what did he do with it? He delegated it to you and I. He said this, go into all the world. This is Mark 16, 15, and 17, and 18. And preach the gospel to every creature. These signs, come on, somebody say signs. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. You could almost put in there, and if they got a vaccination and are afraid it's going to kill them, I think God could take care of that. That's from the book of Brett, but I don't really write books like that. So I'm just saying. They lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The name of Jesus works. There's so much power wrapped up in that name than I think we really even realize. Smith Wigglesworth said this, there's power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus. If we can put the name of Jesus to work in every area of our life, big or small, that would be amazing. I'm going to give you four things today. You should use the name of Jesus. Here's number one. This is relevant for today, but we need the name and we need to use the name of Jesus to be and to stay healthy. To be and to stay healthy. Mark 16, 18, the latter part of that says, they will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. It doesn't say they might be healed. It says they will be healed. No matter how small or bad, sickness and disease don't belong in your body. If you're a believer, it is a trespass rule. It is a law. It is violating the law. And you might say, well, Brett, I don't believe that. That might be the answer of if you're wondering why it hasn't happened yet for you or if you have a prolonged sickness or whatever, you have to believe God wants you well. You are healed, but you're going to have to enforce that victory and take it by faith. I mean, every time I get, if I have a, a little tickle in my, my throat or whatever, I immediately, and I want to say this to you as best I can, I'm human just like anybody, but I immediately go after that with the name of Jesus by my, my rights as a believer. I am the healed of the Lord. I say I am the healed of the Lord. And so my body has to line up with the word of God. It is written. Every sickness and disease has a name. The flu has a name. Cancer has a name. Heart disease has a name. COVID has a name. All of those have to bow at the name of Jesus. All of those cannot stand under the power, under the authority, under the anointing, under the belief of Jesus in the name. Smith Wigglesworth, again, in his book, Ever Increasing Faith, told a story about a man who'd been bedridden and he was desperate for healing. He sent a group of his friends. He sent for them and they came. They're faith-filled people asking them to pray the prayer of faith over him, to come and believe with him. After praying, they didn't have any immediate results, so they left and they were discouraged. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. It's happened to me. They didn't see any difference, but they felt like there should have been a difference. There are some times where you know, I can pray for someone and I can believe and I can go on with whatever if I'm in a prayer line and that'll have to, they have to exercise their belief system. 
and I've done my part, I believe they are healed, but there's sometimes God will say stay and persist. They, be, they left and they said, it just doesn't feel right. We didn't, we didn't see anything. I feel like something, we should have seen something because he's not in a good way. They said, the one friend said, there's one thing we didn't do. One of them said, what's that? They said, we need to use the name of Jesus. So they went back in and they started to whisper that name. And they didn't see anything happen at first. The story goes on and says, as they continued to whisper, Jesus, 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 the power began to fall. And as that began to manifest, their whisper turned into shouting. And so they began to shout, Jesus. And they were shouting all the more, Jesus. And that powerful name, the guy got out of his bed and took off around the room. Now I'm like, Lord, Lord that's amazing. And I, I'm just telling you from my, and I'm, I'm reading this from a, a Smith Wigglesworth excerpt. So he's just telling the story. But in my own life, I was preaching in Lima. And, and that name, the Jesus, I mean, that power that's in the name. And he had sent me there, and I had a word, and we preached, and God was doing, he was healing people all over the place. Somebody brought me up a cell phone, and it was an old flip phone, almost looked like Captain Kirk with Star Trek, boop, 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 you know. They said, so-and-so is in the hospital. I don't know who so-and-so is. They said, would you pray for them? And I said, yes. So we grabbed the phone, and now this is in front of the church, and so I just told this person, and I asked him what was wrong. They said, this is what's wrong. And it was a person relaying to the person in the bed with tubes and everything. They said, this and this and this. I spoke. Now, listen to me. You need to understand what I'm doing. I told the mountain about my God. I didn't tell my God about my God already knows about what's going on. So I spoke to that and said all of that. You line up with the word of God. Be healed in the name of Jesus. There's this loud commotion on the cell phone, and I heard some woman screaming. And now this is, I got the microphone up to the phone, and people are in there like, what's going on? And the lady goes, I don't know what happened, but she pulled all the things out, and she's running around the room. And she was, you know, as far as we know, she was healed. She, could, she was bedridden and almost comatose or something. They, so this lady was trying to tell us and her what was going on. And Jesus said, it's time to do some stuff. So with these other people, what changed when they didn't see something? They started praying faith, healing for this man. Or if you've ever prayed and you didn't see something. Because our eyes sometimes are on the condition our eyes are on what is going on at the time or the person or the, we need to get our focus realigned. When we change our focus and fix our attention on the answer and we get the answer on the problem, the problem changes. The, there's power in the name. The answer in the name. The truth is in the name. When you use the name of Jesus, there is power. Satan backs off, and he has no choice. The only thing he can do is try to deceive you into believing something other than what the Word says. That's what he does. Steal, kill, destroy. That's his, that's his mojo. So you have to start believing. You have to, put your, you have to enforce the kingdom law in your life. That's not what the Word says. But Brett, what if the doctor comes in? Last time I checked... Now, please, I, I appreciate doctors, and I believe God uses doctors, so please don't misunderstand. But there's sometimes you're going to have to just stand on what God says. If the doctor doesn't agree with God, God is bigger than a doctor. And there are people that are alive today that can prove that. 
Don't allow the enemy to get a, a foothold. The Bible says to give him no place. No place. Learn to be bold. When we use the name of Jesus to lay hands on the sick, what we're doing is we're ministering the love of Jesus. How many knows that God is love? I don't want to, you know, people are like, oh, God put this on me to teach me a lesson. You know, that's not biblical. Why do I want to serve God that's going to do that? God put disease on me. God doesn't do that. The enemy comes to, to kill, steal, and destroy. Not God. So we, we put our, our hold on the belief system of what God does. And when we minister to people, we're ministering the love of Jesus. You've got to put your feelings aside. Have you ever had to minister to someone you did not want to? And that's going to be tough because nobody wants to really admit that. But there are, there are times that there's people that you, you love for God, but you don't like. I mean, you love them, but you're not going on vacation with them. But you're going to, you, but you got to put your feelings aside. What's bigger? The kingdom that they find Jesus. Sometimes in the world we live in today, we're afraid to, to lay hands on people because, you know, we live in a world that, hey, you do something wrong, we'll sue you. That's kind of a shame. But really, we need to just, God, what do you want me to do? So if we show the love of God, can I say this to you? Healing is God's calling card. Think about it. When people call me that don't know me, they call me because they want me to connect with him so they can get the answer they need, which is usually a healing. That is his calling card. And you know why he wants them healed? Because he loves them. You know, once you begin to show the love of God and you put your feelings aside, you'll find out you can get people saved. You, you use the name of Jesus and God heals them, they'll, they'll be like, yes, I believe. It's much easier to tell them the gospel when God touches them. Jumpstart your faith by the name of Jesus. You have right and authority. Here's number two. Use the name of Jesus to stop lack. Philippians 2, 9 and 10, God elevated him to a place highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Just as every sickness has a name, lack has a name. Lack is a name. It covers more than money. I'm not just talking about lack of funds. I'm just talking about sometimes just lack of joy. How many have had a lack of sleep? <laughs> you want to go to bed, you want to sleep, but man, it's just like your mind, you lay down. and Have you ever had this? You ever had like something simple like a, a paper cut or, or your finger or something? And you're busy through the day. And when you lay down at night, then it's like your finger has a pulse. You're just like, ooh. I remember going to my grandmother's house uh, when I was just a boy. And I was just used to the sounds of my room. I went to grandma's house, and grandma had a clock that seemed to be going, tick, tock, tick, tock. And I'm like, ah. And I, so I, I, couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't sleep because the clock was so loud. And I would tell grandma, I'm like, Grams, your clock is so loud. She goes, what clock? I'm like that clock. So sometimes when I'd sleep there at night, I'd go and stop that little pendulum from working. And then in the morning, I was trying to reset it. 
Lack. Lack has to leave. Peace in your family. Maybe you just need peace. Maybe there's strife there. And you need that strife to stop, so you need peace. Joy in your spirit. Just being happy. I got to have the privilege of, of marrying my niece yesterday. I didn't marry her. I'm the... I'm married, so I just officiated the whole thing. But to see her happy, to see the tears in her face and the happiness on her face, and I mean, it was just, it was wonderful. And to see all of our family celebrating this moment with her, it was joy. Maybe it is finances. Brett, I just need more finance. I need, you know, uh. And the enemy will sell you the life. You just had more money, things would be better. What you need is more of God. Because then he provides all of my need according to his riches and glory. I just need more Jesus. But every name has to bow to the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 28 is under everything you read in there. You can look at it. There's curses in there. And it's, the curse of the law is lack. And that's of the enemy. And you've been redeemed from everything under the curse. According to scripture, you don't have to tolerate that. So many times, I've just, because I didn't know, I just put up with stuff. You ever just put up with stuff because you just don't know? But God wants to bless you. And that's what we are to expect and nothing less. He wants the best for you. So how do you fight for that? You use the name. When the devil comes to steal from you, you use the name. You wouldn't tolerate it, put up with somebody breaking in your home and stealing your stuff. You would stop them and throw them out. You can't put up with the enemy as he attempts to take what's rightfully yours in the name of Jesus. So when he tries to come into your family, lack tries to come in. You have to rebuke it. You have to say, lack, I, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You're not coming in my family. You can't come into my bank account. I have to start putting things in process of what God wants me to do. I have to be a tither. I have to doing, do what he wants me to do. I have to, to read the word. I have to get the word in me so I know how to fight. Jesus came that we'd have life and have it more abundantly. So we have to receive what he's done in his name. Revelation 19, 13 says he wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. So we have to stand our ground. Did you actually get that? It says that the name of Jesus is the Word of God. So when the enemy uses his imps or evil spirits to trying to bring sickness or poverty or depression or any other garbage that he's bringing into your household... You don't have to quote every scripture. You don't have to be like, I have to have all of this inside me. It's great to have it inside. But I'll tell you what you do need. You do need the one name. You need to have allegiance with the one name. And that's the only name he does not want you to know. He does not want you to say. He does not want you to use. But it is the almighty name of Jesus. It is the word of God. And you just put that in his face. He can't deal with that. Number three. Use the name of Jesus to put the enemy to flight. I like that when it brings that. Mark 16, 17. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Who are they going to accompany? Those who believe. Those who believe. They will. They might. No, it says if you believe, they will. They will cast out demons in your name. 
He's saying in his name, in my name, meaning the name of Jesus, and they will speak with new languages. I don't know if this is a newsflash, but the enemy never plays fair. He's going to lie to you. He's never going to play fair. And God never told you to give the enemy a fair shot. He's already been beaten. You just need to keep him beaten. You have to enforce that. Use the name of Jesus. He's already defeated. Keep him where he belongs. <laughs> when I was on staff in a church many years ago, they were doing a, uh, we were going to do a youth concert. And back in the day, Carmen, of course, we had Carmen here before he, now he's with Jesus singing right, right to him. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, he was big in the day, and so we were doing a concert. And so they asked me that I sang Carmen's songs so that I was going to be doing these songs. And so I was in the church late practicing, and I had this, how many songs I was going to do. And I looked down from where I was singing, and, and in that church, um, I had a wireless mic, and, and that was by cassette. Remember cassette? Anybody remember cassette? Somebody goes, I remember 8-track. <laughs> Bless your heart, you're, you're as old as me. <laughs> How about VHS? You all remember VHS? You know, but anyway, cassette. So I had these accompaniment tracks, and I, since the sound was up, I just stayed up there with a the wireless mic, put the tape in, and get it like that. And I remember feeling fear, almost like if somebody opened a window and wind would hit you and you'd be, oh. I remember just like hit me like that was like fear. And I looked down into the auditorium in the sanctuary and by, uh, by the front, that was back in the day they had stuff like this. Um, but it was a monitor and it was up on the platform and there was a couple of them. And they were big. And, but I could see some little black creature kind of just doing this it was just bobbing up and down behind and i remember rubbing my eyes thinking say what what is that is that something am i seeing something and i see and then that wave hit me again and it was just like i i, I can't it's almost like watching and i don't watch scary movies i'm not into scary movies i hate scary i don't think you should watch scary movies my opinion I don't care what Freddie does or Michael or whatever his name is. Get your own hockey mask, go somewhere, or they can play all that they want in hell, but it's not happening in heaven. But I remember being so afraid. I was, and this is what I heard in my mind run, get out. And I could hear it as if somebody was screaming it in my mind run, get out. And I remember almost being froze in fear. I was just like, and I, you know, like, oh, what do I do? And then another voice came into my mind. Aren't you glad that God's omniscient? You know what that means? That's a college word for means he knows everything. He knows what you're thinking. He knows all that stuff. And the enemy does not. The enemy is, is an angel, so he's not. Um, he's not all-knowing, and he is not omnipresent, which means he can't be everywhere at the same time. And so this is what comes in. It's almost like, run, run, get out. No. <laughs> what comes in on this side was, it's just the enemy. And this is what he said, exact verbatim. Just rebuke him, and he'll leave. It was just that simple. Now, this is my decision. I have already just got my instructions. I can run. Get out. Run. 
No, rebuke him and he will leave. I went with rebuke him and he'll leave. But I had to, listen, I had to enforce it. I had to say it. Now here's why it's important to say the name. Because the demon or the enemy does not know what you think. I can't go... He doesn't know. So I, I did exactly what I was told. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And like a wisp, it went and was gone. Now inside, I thought, okay, that's done. I think I can go now. <laughs> but then I thought, no, I'm not leaving. I stayed another 45 minutes and practiced songs. I'm telling you, my friends, there is power in the name of Jesus. And you have the authority to use it. And you can deal with stuff like that immediately. When something comes in your house or it's strife, and Kim and I, we have a great marriage, but we've argued from time to time. And it's okay if she's wrong. <laughs> That's not true. How many guys know it's usually, you know. But if, if we have argued and there's strife, her or I will come back within minutes and go, we need to break strife. Because more than important than right or wrong, it's the presence of God. So we together will say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's break strife in Jesus' name. And we'll break it. And why do we say Jesus' name? Because there's power and dominion in the, in the name of Jesus. And so that stuff is put underneath that name that has the authority. So life and death is in your mouth, so you have to speak to it. How many knows what you're living now? You, you really help form that by the words that you've said. So we say things like, in Jesus' name, you know, if there's something going on with our children, I command in Jesus' name, enemy, you take your hands off my kids in the name of Jesus. If there's a spirit of rebellion, if you're dealing with drugs or alcohol, whatever it is, break the power by the power of God, by the name of Jesus. I forbid it to operate in this house on my child or whatever, because we have, listen, you have authority if that's your children. Let me try this side. You have authority if that's your children. You have to take the authority. You have to, I can't just allow somebody to come in my house and go, oh my gosh, okay, uh, you know, uh, there's some valuables over here. Just don't get the kids. That's not happening in my house. In my house, she's gonna be dialing 911 and they better hope that that the police get there before I get to them. Now, that probably doesn't sound too Christ-like. But I promise, I just want to help them find God. They're trespassing. You know what I mean. But we have to not, we have to understand it's, it's serious. The name of Jesus is serious. It's not used flippantly. If, if you're not born again, and you don't have faith in what you say, or you just, I don't, you know, you don't go with the name of Jesus. You don't get results. In Acts 19, 13 through 16, you can look at these Jewish, I guess, exorcists went to a demon-possessed man, and they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. And the demon said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And then he came out and just beat the snot out of all seven of them. 
tore their clothes and, you know, they ran away. I'm just saying, this is serious stuff. They were using the name that they had no right to use. But if they accept Jesus, you have the right. You see, Jesus is not a hocus-pocus magic trick. The name was getting things done. The devil knows that. And if you don't believe in the name or you're not in allegiance with that or you're not born again, he doesn't have to bow. And that we, you know, I've seen that. People that don't, don't know that and they try things like that, it, nothing happens. But you have to take what belongs to you by force. The Bible is clear about that. You have to force the enemy with the word of God in the name of Jesus. You have to make him give up ground in your life. Come on. He's going to take what you'll tolerate. He's going to take what you'll let him. But you have to make him give that stuff back because he's a thief. He's a killer. He's an outlaw. And he'll steal anything that you have if you let him. So you have to be bold with the name of Jesus. Don't let him come and mess with your kids. Don't let him come and steal your money. Don't let him come into your ministry. Don't let him come into your house. Don't let him mess in your church. But God created you and he put his spirit in you. You can force him out. If you smell the enemy... At a distance, deal with it then. Don't wait till he's close. We were in here during a prayer meeting. I think Scott brought this up. He said, I would like to think that we could see him coming a long way off and we could shoot him with a rifle, with a scope, before he ever got close. And I think that's, that's what we need to do. When you see him, you're just like, mm, you're not coming this way. Don't wait for things to escalate. Get him out. And do it with the name above all names. Here's our last one for this morning. Use the name of Jesus for supernatural protection. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run into him and are saved. Proverbs 18.10. And the devil doesn't want you to know this one. His entire profession, again, is to steal, kill, and destroy. So when we start using the name to protect you, to protect your family, protect the things that God's put in your charge, your property, he can't get past that. He can't. He can't get over that. He has to go somewhere else because he can't do anything where you're at. Against his plans, the name of Jesus will stop him from oppressing you and your family. It is that force that will keep you safe. They tell a story of a pastor in Los Angeles, California, who spent his life serving God. And he, he was not just a novice, I mean, he understood the spirit. He was good, honest, God-loving, God-worshiping man, and he knew about spiritual things. He's coming home from church one night, he's walking, and he noticed four guys were following him. And he kept walking a little faster, and they were following a little faster, and kind of his Holy Spirit spider sense went off. This is not good. So he tried running, he was in his 60s, they were younger, they caught up with him. He broke free, got on the porch of a house, that was a parishioner, banged on the door. They opened the door, saw the four guys trying to rough the pastor up, just shut the door and left him out there. That would never happen here because you guys love me. Bless God. <laughs> but anyway, he realized this is not going to end well. I'm in trouble. And the Lord prompted him, the Spirit of God prompted him, 
And this is what he shouts. He shouts to them. uh, Well, he grabbed a broom, it says. He grabbed a broom and started trying to fight them off, and another guy pulled out another weapon. So I'm assuming gun or knife, I don't know. And uh, it dawned on him he needed to use the name of Jesus. Sometimes don't we just, it finally like, wait a minute. So, so this is what he yells out. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you touch not God's prophet and do him no harm. The dudes were like, ooh, dropped their weapon and ran away. They backed off and then they went and he just kept shouting, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And they ran off. He didn't use really physical strength. He didn't need help from people because he didn't get it. He needed one thing, and that's what he used, the name of Jesus, and it drove danger far from him. It's your supernatural protection. It is your emergency number. It is your rescue vehicle. Jesus, come on, somebody, is your 911. It's all wrapped up in one, and he responds immediately. You never get voicemail. You never get, you know, just an answer. I'm sorry, he can't come to you. He'll be, you know, he he doesn't do that. He answers every time without delay or hiccup. Should be our first line of defense when there seems to be no way out. They tell another story, and this is the last one, and we'll, we'll close this down. This man was on a 747, and he is a believer, And that airplane evidently crashed into another commercial airliner, and most of the passengers were killed. Now, that's not even fun to to say, but this is a true story. Both planes went down and were on fire. All the exits were blocked and engulfed in flames, and he was trapped inside. In his moment of impossibility, he did what he knew to do. He called on the name of Jesus. Now, it says they put a note before he left on his trip. He'd prayed over his travel and believed God for safety. Anybody else do that? Before you go anywhere. Come on, we do it every time. When we leave our house, we pray over our house every time. We plead the blood of Jesus over our house. We put angels around the house because angels, listen, they hearken to the word of God and the believers that are putting them on assignment. We put them around everything we do. When our kids travel, angels go with them. Come on. It's what we do. So he believed that and he believed for safety. So he put his stake in the ground, so to speak, even before he left. Now he called on the name of Jesus. Now listen to this. This is just amazing to me. The next thing he knew, he was out of the cab of the plane and was on the wing. Now I, they don't, in the story, they don't say if the plane was on the ground. I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get that in the story. But he's on the wing and he didn't use an exit. He was just immediately translated out of danger. And he's lived to tell the story. That's, that's amazing. I'm like, God, you've done so many things in my life. I was asking him this uh, this morning when I was drinking coffee. I said, I know I've had stuff that's similar. Now, not the plane thing. Not, you know, I wasn't out on the wing or anything like that. But you know, t- at our house, this is what's happening at our house. We're moving tomorrow. <laughs> Do you know how much stuff you can get? In 37 years of marriage, there's a lot. So anyway, so it's boxes everywhere, so it's a little hectic at our place. So I mean, I'll, I'll be teaching the first Sunday. Uh, we're not leaving church. We're just moving to the country. So it's just moving. Uh, but anyway, I'll be teaching connection number one here the first of the month. Here's, here's the thing. I was driving. This, this really happened to me. Driving 
And I came over a hill, and there were about six deer right in the road. And, you know, they're just there. It was, it was early, and they were just there. It was either early or late, but it was dark. There's no time to do anything. This is what I remember. I remember going, Jesus! And the next thing I knew, I looked in my rearview mirror, and they were behind me. And they were still on the road. Now, I don't know if my car did an Elvis, but I didn't spin. I didn't, I just, it just, the next thing I knew, they were behind me. I don't know how I got through it, other than God just did that. Quickly, one other time, I stuck my hand in, in Greece at Ponderosa. I just got to be a, a Christian not long ago, and I, I dropped the, I was cleaning out the fryer, and I slipped, and my hand went in the grease. I just emptied it, and we had just had an all-you-can-eat fish, shrimp thing or something. And I remember saying, Jesus! And I pulled my, my arm out, and, I, and there was a guy with me, and he's like, dude! And uh, my arm, like you, when you wax your car and the bubbles come up, that's what my arm did. It was just like, just bubbled. wasn't burnt or anything, not a mark on it. And he goes, I don't even believe that. He goes, the grease probably wasn't hot. We went and got shrimp. True story. Tossed it in there. It just fried right up. I submerged my whole arm in that. Not a mark. Jesus. In that same season, opened a frozen lock just by using the name of Jesus. Crazy. But not to a believer. Because that is the name above every name. There's power in the name of Jesus. You'll find yourself what that ultimate name can do. Speak it with confidence and authority. Can you bow your heads, close your eyes? Father, I just give you praise for what you're doing. I praise you for your son. I praise you for the name of Jesus in four ways that we could use that wonderful name. With all our heads bowed, our eyes closed, and for those that are online, if you're believing God right now, or maybe you, you don't have that relationship with Jesus that you're wanting and you want that I won't, I won't embarrass you I won't single you out just put your hand up I want to pray with you and at line you can just, just raise your hand where you're at I won't be able to see it but God can anybody here in the auditorium just put your hand and put it back down again I promise I won't embarrass you yes anyone else Father in the name of Jesus we thank you for salvation Let's all say this prayer together. Those online, repeat this with us. Dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that in a minute, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Great things are going to be in store. It's not going to be without struggle, just like life. In this life, you're going to have some issues. We get it. But thank God for Jesus. He can overcome all of those. We love you. God bless you. Let's stand to our